Tango Raíces presenta su programa Espejos de Aztlán Información, Arte, Cultura Bienvenidos time we walk near the Rio Grande, we can hear the deep sounds of nature, and especially the trills of birds. The Rio Grande Valley, its sounds and its birds, are the inspiration of migrant songs, a choir performance with stories and songs from human and non-human migrants. Today in Espejos de Estlan, we talk about migrant songs, a performance directed, performed and composed by mostly women. It will be presented during the 19th annual Revolutions International Theatre Festival in Albuquerque and it will take place at the National Hispanic Cultural Center on the 27th and the 28th of March. For Espejos de Estlan today, Cristina Bachín. Cada vez que caminamos cerca del río Grande, se pueden escuchar los profundos sonidos de la naturaleza. El valle del río Grande y sus pájaros son la inspiración de esta puesta musical y teatral Migrant Songs o Canciones Migratorias. ¿Cuánto nos parecemos los seres humanos a los pájaros? ¿Migramos como ellos? ¿Nos ponen en jaulas como a los pájaros? Hoy en Espejo de Aztlán conversamos sobre esta obra que se estrenará en el marco del 19 Festival Anual Internacional de Revoluciones Teatrales en Albuquerque. Su estreno será en el Centro Nacional de Cultura Hispana el 27 y 28 de marzo a las 19.15. Con nosotros, la profesora de la Universidad de Nuevo México, Suhan Ho, directora de la obra, Lina Ramos, conductora, y Selene Vences Ortiz, uno de los testimonios sobre el que se basa esta producción creativa Migrant Songs, o Canciones Migratorias. Para Espejos de Astlanoy, Cristina Bachín. Bienvenidos a su programa Espejos de Aztlán hoy. Estamos con tres invitadas, tres preciosos tesoros creativos de Nuevo México. We are today on Espejos de Aztlán with three treasures of New Mexican creativity and all the artists and talents we are having here based in Albuquerque. Welcome to Suhan Ho, director of Migrant Songs. Thank you very much. Lina Ramos, who is at the Cottonwood Classical Prep School. Thank you so much for coming today, mm. Lina. Gracias. And Selene Vences Ortiz, uh, who is a community organizer and academic advisor at UNM. Gracias, Selene, por venir. Gracias. We are today with these three guests because I was, I, when I was seeing this title of this next performance we'll have in New Mexico, Migrant Songs. In these migrant songs that will be performed very soon, 
at the National Hispanic Cultural Center along with other performances as part of the... Yes, it's the Revolution's International Theater Festival, and it's hosted by the Trick Lock Theater Company. As this, one of the powerful parts that I think it has is that this performance is based on true stories. We want first to try to share with our listeners one of those stories. Here we have a Selene. Selene, gracias por estar con nosotros hoy. Y quisiera saber cuál es la historia, tu propia historia, que has compartido con la directora de esta puesta teatral, musical, multimedial. Muchas gracias otra vez por tenerme aquí. Estoy muy contenta que yo pude ser parte de este proyecto con la doctora Suhan. She's one of our, I first want to acknowledge that She's one of our strongest organizers that we've had. She's a fierce leader and a fierce advocate for undocumented students, the protection and access of education for undocumented students. And so when I began the, when I began uh, getting involved, she, she approached me and she asked me if I wanted to be a part of this project, and of, of course I did. Um, <laughs> I, you are already, we already know you're a courageous yeah. woman. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, and so for me it was important to be involved because Ever since the incident happened, I guess you can say, uh, there was a song that always has stuck in my head, and every time I listen to it, I, I cry. And so the song is called Jose Perez León by Los Tigres del Norte. And so that song talks about the story of a young man in his attempt to migrate to the United States. And it's a true story because he was one of the 19th people, I believe, that were locked in a semi-truck and died uh, because they, they didn't have any oxygen, and it happened in Arizona. And I remember when I was little that my family and I were sitting down and we saw that on the news. And so for me, it always reminded me of that could have been my mom and I when we migrated here. And so... When was it? How old were you? So I it was 1999, so I was six or seven years old. And so we didn't... We crossed the border, um, and I remember when we would get to certain destinations. One in particular, we were in this motel room and didn't have any doors, which I thought was kind of strange, but I was little. And we got to a room, and the room was full of men, and we were the only women. And so we had to take a shower with our clothes on because we were so dirty from the trip over, but the, the bathroom didn't have a door. And so... We took a shower with the door open, with our clothes on. We were going to sleep on the floor. And when uh, we were getting ready to go to sleep, uh, another man came in and asked us that we had to go with him. And I know human trafficking is very common, even back then. And so luckily, one of the other gentlemen that, that was there, he's the one that said, no, the, this is my family. This is my sister. That is my niece. You can't take them with you. And I remember the trip when we hid, when we hid on the dirt, when we had to hold our breath. And just growing up in Arizona during the reign of Joe Arpaio is always something that I'll never forget, just because every morning he would have um, a press conference letting people know where he was going to be at, what he, where, what area of town he was going to target. And so I always grew up with that. And, and I share this when I spoke to Suhan. One time, they they uh, my dad and I went to Home Depot, and he's a lot light skin. He's light lighter skin than I am, and so he, I had to pretend I was asleep because we saw a nice truck because they were doing checkpoints at the at the Home Depot, and I'm darker than he is, and so I had to pretend I was asleep, cover myself, and he, 
I saw him take out his rosary, take out his hat, and change it from corridos to some random English music. And I'll never forget that because, to me, that was him, like, forcefully having to erase his culture, to erase his identity and who he was, just to make sure that someone could tell him that he was deemed to be here, whatever that meant. And so in 2010, they signed SB five uh, SB 1070, which allows immig- police officers to act as immigration agents. So we moved here, and I started going to school here. And throughout my journey, I always realized how important it is to have access, so whether it's access to education or access to resources, because I saw how my community members didn't have that. There's people out there that are street vendors. There's people selling tamales, burritos, that are working construction. And so the song really reminded me of the story of migration of a lot of men and a lot of women and a lot of gender and nonconforming folks, people who are migrating into the United States for a better life. And it was a reminder of why it's always important to remember not only where you come from, but also to always remember that you're always fighting for someone else. And that's what the song is is always a constant reminder that in whatever that you whatever you do, you have to do it with the sense that you have to help someone else besides yourself. And so street vendors are one of the people that are harassed the most. And that's really what my focus was and the song always reminds me of my grandma because she, even 25 years later after she migrated to the United States she's still selling tamales out in the street you already are doing that the lyrics of the song is in your own life but I also want to to tell you uh, how much I appreciate what you are doing but also to ask you forgiveness for how many things you had to go through being a child because we suffer when we are adults but uh, we are still not very conscious and very aware about what a child can go through and uh, how much those are traumas for children so first of all congratulations for all your courage thank you and for your grandma's courage and your dad's courage and your mom's courage. Thank you so much. And on that note, I, I do just want to remind people, because it's not on the media anymore, children are still locked up right. in detention centers that are very similar to Tent City that Joe Arpaio ran in Arizona. And so that that's still a reality that a lot of children have to face now. And families are still being separated also, mm-hmm. even though there was a national order signed. Um, it's been well documented by the ACLU and others that the family separation is still happening. And I also want to recognize and honor Selena's work as a community organizer, because that is the space in which we met, and she's also a fierce organizer. We are in Espejos de Slan today with director Su Han Ho and uh, the conductor Lina Ramos and uh, one of the uh, interviewees on which is based this work, Migrant Songs. I would like to talk with you, Su Han Ho. What uh, did inspire to you to bring this topic and why is migrant, why there are songs 
And also there is something very interesting, the fact that is that you are using the sounds of the Rio Grande River. I come from an immigrant family. I was born in Taiwan. I was very young when my family immigrated here. My mom came first. You know, my mother came from a very um, rural farming village, and she was one of six kids. She became a physician. You know, she was pursuing a the physician. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Whenever she graduated medical school, the whole village put fireworks. <laughs> for her. Yeah. Was she the first one in the family? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. My, as my family um, migrated and I also, as a kid, moved around many, many times. I always felt kind of rootless. But what grounded me was always my connection to family in Taiwan because we were able to go back. And I'm still very close to my grandparents and my grandmothers who are there. So having the sense of displacement, having a sense of multiple identities and multiple homes has always been a part of my life. And in addition, I've been a musician. So I have musicians on both sides, my mother and father's side. And I grew up with music, and I played the violin, learned classical violin. I was very passionate about it. It would have made more sense for me to go become a musician than become an artist, but I became an artist that allows me to do many, many different kinds of things. So the project was really conceived many years ago, but um, sort of started to really hit the ground probably two years ago. And that was right around the election of Trump. And as we're seeing, you know, this just escalation of xenophobia and racism and white supremacy in this administration just has so has been so urgent and shocking. And along with sort of activism and organizing that I've gotten involved in, felt that the the art making and the music making and all that stuff felt like it needed to also speak to migration issues. We were talking right now with Suhan Ho. She's an associate professor in the Department of Art within the College of Fine Arts at the University of New Mexico. I want to talk about the, these performance migrant songs with Lina Ramos, who is the conductor of this. You're also in a school here around, isn't it? I am the theater and music teacher at Cottonwood Prep School. Okay. It's, an, it's an IB school here in Albuquerque, and uh, it's a wonderful school. I'm very fortunate to be teaching there. What's the challenge for this performance that you are conducting? No challenge, really. It's a, it's a wonderful undertaking in the sense that we get to embrace and embody what that migrant process has been. And we're really taking it on seriously. We have read a lot of the interviewees, the immigrants. Suan interviewed 21 people from all over the world. Folks that I interviewed are all based in Albuquerque. Albuquerque is my home now. It's been my home for nine years, and I feel very rooted here. But I was interested in the fact that there are a lot of immigrants here, and it's a refugee resettlement city. So there are interviewees from Mexico, from Cuba, from the Philippines, Vietnam, Thailand, the Democratic Republic of Congo, um, El Salvador, Middle East, Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan. It's really a global project. We are in a frontier, in a border area. And actually, every time I had the chance to live or stay for a while in a place where is a borderland, that, like this one, 
they are so rich, so rich and intense places, mm -hmm. demographically, mm -hmm. uh, artistically, culturally, in spite of the fact of all these monsters that they want to put a wall going back to the 90s, like uh, putting a wall like in Berlin time, mm -hmm. that this country fought for that, and now somebody wants to make that same wall here. So you are working with the richness of this borderland, Mm -hmm. And you are relating this with sounds, with birds. How is all that combination you're doing? Suhan is, is the brainchild behind this, and it's been wonderful to work with her, first of all. And she had the wonderful notion of commissioning four composers. And these four composers got to hear the interviews, and they based their music on these interviews. Peter Gilbert from UNM, one of the composition teachers, uh, wrote a piece. Raven Chacon and his... Candace Hopkins. Candace, thank you. Anna Minuti and our last... And Maria Aaron Jones. So it's wonder wonderful pieces. Some of them are uh, very experimental in, in a s sense, and others are mm, more traditional. Are you going to have birds in the... <laughs> we are the birds. Okay. Um, we have a wonderful ensemble of about um, 15 people recreate the sounds and we're singing of various texts from uh -huh. the, you know some of the composers gleaned information from the interviews and they used that for their text and their compositions in terms of the bird song i thought it was really beautiful to think about both migration of birds and humans as something that has happened for millennia in this land as well thinking about the role of singing so sometimes in the arts we feel like marginalized we feel like we're not you know stem fields and sort of people think of the arts as like extra in life but um, I don't think of it as that at all I think it's very core to being human and so singing is one of those things I think that can be very core to being human and so a lot of the research I gathered had to do with the biological function and role of singing for birds. And there were a lot of parallels to a lot of the scientific research, which is just one perspective on it. It focuses on kind of the parallels between, like, almost thinking of it as a linguistic communication function and, like, the parallels of, like, there are some species of birds that babble, much like toddlers. So before they're actually learning their songs, they kind of practice and babble like making. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, so all of the, that kind of research also was compiled and given to the composers to think about when they were creating their pieces. Thank you. 
war. Because the war, kids shouldn't go to school. Because the war, not enough money for rent and electricity. Because the war, we couldn't find any jobs. you to you all to Suhan Ho to Lina Ramos conductor of this uh, performance Suhan Ho director and Selene Vences Ortiz thank you so much for sharing your stories and we invite our listeners to this performance that will take place at the National Hispanic Cultural Center. No tickets required and this is for March the 28th at 7.15pm PM, March the 29th, same hour, 7.15 p.m. sunset time, 1701 4th Street Southwest. Muchas gracias a todas por compartir estas historias y especialmente por tener la iniciativa y el coraje de hacer mm. este trabajo. Gracias. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 